Welcome to The Rumor Mill, everyone, your weekly pop culture news guide. I'm your host, Spencer. And I'm your host, Lexi. And happy Friday. We got through another week of quarantine. We did. We're surviving. We're, we're making it. We're surviving social distancing. Um, yeah. I'm actually... surviving this week? I'm not getting super bored. Like, I see people on social media and, like, celebrities saying, you know this is just such a tough time and and we're all going through it and we all have to stay strong. And I'm like, when has there ever been a time in history that we've literally all been asked to sit on our couch and eat snacks and watch TV and do literally nothing? I'm like... (laughs) That's a really really great way to put it, to be honest. I never thought of that. And like the pandemic itself is horrible. But, you know, everyone's making this big deal about, you know, how it's a struggle to social distance. I'm like, this is my normal life. Like, what what do you do every day? Well, so you're, but the thing is, though, is like, you're not quite introverted, but you're not extroverted I'm enough where you're like, smack dab in the middle. doing things constantly. Yeah, you're a total ambivert. And so for me, as an extroverted person, I'm like, what, what is going on? What's really? Happening? Hang on. Yeah. No, I'm like, okay, I'm keeping myself occupied because of Star Wars, as we talked about before. Oh, yeah. You're reading your books? <laughs> yeah, I'm reading books. I listened. I spent, oh, my God. The other day, I literally listened to an audiobook for six hours. Six hours. Honestly, in my entire life, I can't think of a time in which I have ever spent. Actually, that's true. Okay, when I was like a child, I would spend like six hours reading something. But that was like, you know. Well, those were your nerdy ago. days. Those were like your yeah. very introverted, like glasses wearing third grade and days. Hair always in pigtails. Lexi had um, a glow up. I really, I really did. Like, child me, I was not cute. Like, some people, I look at them, like their baby photos or whatever, they'll like show me. Not because like, I'm looking for them, that sounds weird. But like, <laughs> their like parents will like show me their like baby photos or whatever. Sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, you were such a cute kid. Like, you were so cute in third grade. Like, whatever. Me, absolutely not. Really? Objectively, objectively, I was. You remember me. Do you remember you, me in third grade? Yeah, you I just, you looked like your hair was always like in braids. You had glasses on. Cute. Did you ever have braces? No, I was lucky that your I never teeth, had braces. Yeah, your teeth it, are naturally straight. Yeah, um, so that's the one thing that you were just really gave me was straight teeth. But like, oh my God, if I had had braces. Oh my like God, the icing on the cake. The bangs, the pigtails, and the glasses, and always having a book in my hand. God, if I had braces, you, I would have been the stereotypical nerd from every teenage movie. No, like you were, you were, you were <laughs> mousy, but you weren't. You mousies, you were mousy. You were quiet. Well, you you weren't like you weren't hideous. Come on, let's be nice. Come on. I don't know. I was pretty ugly. No, compared I, to like like your like your sister when she was in third grade, she was super cute. Well, she, Katie's always pretty much looked the same. I've kind of I I've always like had the same somewhat of the same hair i used to have glasses i did used to have braces but i can report now that my teeth are perfectly straight so we are thankful for that um <laughs> oh my god oh my god do you remember <laughs> do you remember when you dyed your hair like orange i it wasn't oh my god okay so one summer <laughs> my god in fourth grade i tried that sun and stuff that like you spray in your hair after you take a shower and then you go out and you sit in the sun and it like bleaches your hair, which was like really popular in the 80s. And 
when I was younger, I always wanted my hair to be like lighter because I've always had like brown hair and it's gotten darker as I've gotten older, but I wanted it to be like blonde for a summer. So usually, <laughs> historically, when people use sun in, it's blonde for a quick minute and then it turns orange. So I went back to school that year and I basically had orange hair. It wasn't, it was orange, but it could have been passed off as red. You know, like when natural people, like when, when people have natural red hair, it's kind of orangish. Yeah. I was almost there, but I was a little overboard with it. So I had to wait for that to grow out. Um, this is my favorite thing ever. I just remember my teacher came up to me and like, she was kind of like touching my hair and she's like, she's like, Oh, I love it. But like her face, her face was like a really confused, like, what is this? And she was trying to be nice. Um, but that, yeah, it was, it was not good. But anyway, moving on to our TRM song of the week. Um, it was actually my pick this week. And this is one of my personal favorite songs of all time. Um, it's called breathe by Kylie Minogue and Kylie is not super famous here in the U S. Um, but she's basically called Europe's Madonna and she came out with this album in the late nineties called impossible princess. And it's a kind of British pop techno, you know, like in the late nineties and in, in Britain, in the UK, they had kind of like that techno electronic music Mm -hmm. phase. Well, she Mm -hmm. did one of those albums and it's really experimental, really cool. Um, one of my favorite albums of all time. So um, it's a song called Breathe. It's really, it's like, I, I, I love something about like experimental techno music. And she did that really yeah. well on that album. So um, yeah, Breathe by Kylie Minogue. Go stream everyone. It's a fun song. It's definitely something that'll lift your spirits a little bit. Super a, different, really favorite. unique. Yeah. And if you're, if you're looking to expand your music taste, because it's quarantine. Yes. And that's how you're like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to, expand my music palette great way to go it is officially time for our hot topics so there's been an abundance of celebrity birthdays this week um mariah carey celebrated her 50th birthdays this week um lady gaga just turned 24 this week um celine dion celebrated her 52nd 34 34 for gaga she just turned 34 can you believe that and then celine just turned 52 so three birthdays in one week I oh my god all icon March is like the icon month can you believe that they were all born within weeks apart in the same month all That's these all these legends well happy birthday to all of them happy birthday to um, all these lovely women social Your distancing research. celebrations I mean what can you do exactly so on to our actual first story of this week rumor has it Kim and Courtney got into an explosive physical altercation on the season 18 premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Now, I used to watch Keeping Up, um, and I kind of slowly stopped just because I had so much TV to watch, but I really want to get back into it because the season is going to be good. And Kylie, or sorry, Kim and Courtney literally, like, fought like animals. I don't know what they were, they were talking about, like, I think who is, like, more there for their mom and who's more reliable and Kim made some dig at Courtney, and Courtney stood up, and Kim was on, or Kim was on the floor, sitting on the floor, and Courtney was on like a chase lounge, and Courtney stood up and tried to kick Kim, and so Kim stood up and they like grabbed each other around the arms and were like like pushing each other. Courtney was like digging her nails into Kim, 
And then Kim started crying and was like, don't ever stick your nails into me. And, and, Cor- and there's a brutal, there's a couple brutal slaps. Oh, oh yeah. Kim oh, dished out. oh I yeah. Like, Damn, Crazy. Girl, Two, I think she slapped her like two or three times and like they moved. Courtney like started leaving and Kim started charging her again. And then Courtney was like, how old are you? And Kim slapped her in the face like twice. It was insane. Um, yeah, it was pretty, that's, it was I mean, really crazy to watch. Brutal. So I guess Kris Jenner, their mom, I guess it's it said that while she was watching that episode, while she was watching that scene, she literally was crying. Because she was so upset that her daughters were fighting like that. But Twitter blew up. And I guess... Understandably. I guess Chloe and Kim and Courtney are all arguing still. So Kim and Chloe are on, like, one side. And Courtney's on the other side of the, like, the sister feud. And they're still kind of feuding. And actually, someone tweeted out and said, you know, I'm so tired of Courtney pretending that she doesn't want to film or she's so over the show you know why don't you just quit already and courtney responded to his tweet saying i did bye so um she basically confirmed that she quit the show which Which is kind of crazy i mean i mean i'm not surprised but also like it's it's, i mean she's a big part of that family and this is their 18th season you know so but i feel like after 18 years of your life just being in the public spot. Like, I don't blame her for wanting to get out of it. Yeah, she wants to spend more time with her family, get away from the cameras. She's featured in this season. It's not really known how much or did she quit midway through or after it was done filming did she quit. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if she'll be on next season. I really don't think that she's gone for good because she's obviously a huge part of their family. She's one of my favorite Kardashians just because she's so, like, she's so over everything and she's she's really funny. Yeah, no, for sure. I um, always thought she was. She always seemed pretty cool and yeah, like, down to down, earth. A little down to earth. Ex- yep, and yep. like Kind of, you know, she's she's normal. I, I don't know. I don't want to say she's the most like family oriented because it's not entirely true. But like, she really does care about her kids. I mean, she really loves her kids. Every every Kardashian has their own personal business, and really, sure. Courtney is the only one who hasn't ventured out into business very seriously. Because she really just wants to be a mom. Which there is something to respect about that. And I think that that is a really good thing for the show to have. You know, because Kylie has her cosmetics. Kim has her cosmetics and skims. And, and you know, Chloe has Good American. And, you know, Chris is managing all of it. And Kendall's modeling. And I think that Courtney really brings a, a normal kind of family dynamic to the show. So I personally hope that she's not done. I really don't think, I I don't think that she'll be gone entirely. Like when someone quits a show or is fired, I think that I, I truly, I think that she'll stay on the show. I think that this is, I I don't know. I I can't really see her being gone permanently. Yeah, no, for sure. And well, okay. So on the one hand, I, I feel like as long as she and Kim and them are all feuding, I feel like she's going to be you know, very distant to get yeah. back on the show. I think once I, cause they're, they're going to patch things up. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I they always hope, do. I hope they always patch things up. I hope they can patch things up because I mean, even if it makes good TV, it's always sad to see a family fall apart. Right. True. So I do hope that they will patch things up genuinely, not just like for TV, but like I genuinely hope they patch things up. And then I, I think at that point it should be 
she'd consider going back on the show, even if it's not, like, I don't think she'll ever want to go back on, like, full-time, but I feel like, kind of like in Housewives, where it's, like, there's the friend of, or it's, like, oh, yeah, the yeah. she's there, then I feel like, she, I feel like she'd be open to that. Well, least, that's, you know, that's what, um, was reported Courtney was going to take a reduced role in this season, and I don't know if that's because she stopped filming full-time, or, you know, like Housewives, she's going to take a friend role, or I, I really don't know, but um, I, I hope she doesn't leave the show. Obviously, they're sisters, they're family, they always patch up their fights. Um, but I hope this isn't the last we've seen of her, definitely. No, for sure. Absolutely. Moving on to our next story, rumor has it that, unfortunately, but understandably, Miley Cyrus is postponing the summer release of her new music due to coronavirus, so kind of just the same way everybody else has, and piggybacking on top of that. Sam Smith is delaying his upcoming album due to coronavirus and also renaming it because yeah. originally it was named To Die For. Which, uh, which bad taste. now is kind of in bad taste. So he's renaming it and he's postponing the release of that. Um, so we talked about artists postponing yeah. their music before. Where it's yeah. like, on the one hand, it's like, okay, I get it because you can't do all the promotional things. But on the other hand, what are we going to do? Yeah, if we're listening to music. your album. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of opportunity to stream. So. Definitely. Um, and I know Miley said, I think she told everyone that on an Instagram live that she was delaying it because she originally wanted to release the album, but she wanted to release it during festival season so she could play a bunch of outside outdoor gigs. Um, mm-hmm. So she said that now with that being delayed, she's going to actually start working on another new album that will follow. Um, and then do you think... So for Sam Smith, I really don't like Sam Smith. I think he's irritating. Um, but I disagree. Really? I don't love him. I don't love him. Like, I'm not, like, a super stan or anything, but I like him. I like him as an artist. I I don't have any, like, yeah. any I, I don't know. knowledge of him that would make me, like, dislike him or I just think that, to... like, he's, he's yeah. annoying. Like, he... Um, like his music, I don't know. I I personally find it annoying, like overbearing. He has some really incredible ballads, though. Okay. He, well, we he, will can, ag- he we can will, sing a ballad. He we, can sing a ballad. We will agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> but do you think that he like seriously needs to change the name of the album? Like he's already released the album cover. Um, you know, it's already for pre-order. So do you think it's really necessary for him to change the name? I mean. Well, why he's doing it yeah because on the one hand like it's completely unrelated to coronavirus but i feel like it's a smart move on his pr yeah Yeah. because it's like why even take the chance you know even though it's not at all related somebody who doesn't it could be offensive to some and it could be it can be a little hurtful especially because we literally are in the middle of a global pandemic and then for somebody who doesn't know that he's been promoting this for months and started promotion before corona you know, the outbreak happened. Yeah. Everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Like, they would just be like, well, why did he, what? Like, that's, yeah. you know, so that's where I feel like, it, I feel like, you know. Bad timing. Better safe than sorry. It, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, not necessarily, he didn't necessarily have to, but I think it shows his sensitivity and awareness of current events that yeah. he is changing. It. Yeah. So that's, that's a good that. point. Yeah. Um, and while we're on the topic of music, um, Lindsay Lohan released a cryptic video teaser to her Instagram, which was like this old TV set. And it was just this, a bunch of news collage stories of 
what she used to go through and Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan this and that. And it was kind of like this like collage of, of news coverage of her. And then the TV shattered and then her words were just, I'm back. And then the, the cryptic teaser ended. So it's fans think it's relating to new music because at the same time in her, in her bio, her Instagram bio, she put a link to Spotify to pre-save her new single. So, In the early 2000s, when she kind of was starting off in her film career, she actually had a short-lived music career um, under, yeah, under Casablanca or Casablanca Records, um, which is, I think, a division of Republic Records, where she released two albums. And she's actually a really good singer. Um, Now, last year, it was reported that she re-signed with Casablanca or Casablanca, however you want to say it. It's um, Casablanca. Is it Casablanca? You sound so white. I'm so American, like Casablanca. Um, but Casablanca. she she resigned with them, and she's actually been working on her new album for about a well, not a year, I wouldn't say, but um, some of the songs have leaked from it, um, and they're actually being pretty well received. Some of the snippets and things that have leaked from it. Um, so I'm excited. I'll listen to new Lindsay music because I think she's overdue for a comeback. No, for sure. I'm actually excited about it. I think it'll be really fun. Um, she actually, I, I, she's got a fun little spunk, and I think yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be fun for her to kind of get back into the music scene a little bit. So I hope that she's bringing it bringing it back here. Which yes, good. if she um, comes back and it flops, I'm gonna be really. It's sad. gonna be sad, but she actually has a song that I really like that was released, I think, on her second album, and that was released in I think 2005 or something. It's mm-hmm. called "Confessions of a Broken Heart." Um, oh, I know that song. Great song. Yeah, right? I, I actually started... I, I When she announced that she was releasing new music, I was like, she sings? And I went back and like listened to some of her music. She has a pretty good vocal range. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll listen to it. We'll, we'll give it a listen. We will. Maybe we'll react to it. Yeah, we'll react to it. We'll do a, a review. Definitely. We will. Moving right along to our next story. Rumor has it that the 2020 Olympics uh, in Tokyo have been postponed to summer of next year, 2021, due to the current pandemic. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I think that makes sense, and that's probably wise, because the last thing that we want is to have a bunch of people being like, oh my god, exactly. Like, we're not sick anymore, let's put yeah. millions of people in the same spot. And especially, and then- I think it would be a risk to have it anywhere, but especially over there right now with huge masses of people, I think would just totally kickstart, you know, cause actually in Asia over in China, they are, um, their cases are going down. So yeah, where they were, good. yeah, which is great where they were a few months ago is where we are now. So they're declining. Hopefully we'll start seeing a decline in our cases now, but I think to hold the Olympics in that region of the world, with so many masses of people would totally kickstart it back up, um, yeah, which is because, not what we want to do. Yeah, because it's like, on the one hand, the U.S., we currently have the most cases. Yeah. So we'd be the mm-hmm. most likely to spread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Japan is a very highly populated area. Yeah. And that would just put a lot of people at risk unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, we don't need to do that. So, so I think it's a smart move to move it. Um, also it gives everybody another year to train yeah I personally I'm not like a huge avid Olympics watcher I think it's what is it every four years or so yeah I don't know okay I get bored watch the Olympics do you watch the winter Olympics or the summer Olympics I like I don't even I have no I I have (laughs) well I know what like the differences are I think that the the what's going to be held next summer 
um, and I think they're keeping it in Tokyo is the Summer Olympics. So I I really don't have a like I don't have a preference because I just don't watch. And so like if it's on, like maybe I'll watch like five minutes of it, or like if my family's watching it, like you know I'll. I'll glance at it every once in a while but I'm not like I'm gonna sit down and watch it and I'm rooting for this team or this country like that's I'm I'm downstairs yeah. watching reality TV I'm too busy gotcha okay that makes sense yeah that's I, me but I, but you're probably more maybe of an avid watcher I'm thinking I don't yeah I'm not like a I don't watch it religiously not like every event because there's some things I honestly just don't care about but if I'm gonna watch I would prefer to be honest I enjoy the Winter Olympics. I think it's really cool. Winter Olympics, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of danger involved in that. Because yeah. It's like, whoa. But yeah. if I'm going to watch, I would prefer to watch the Summer Olympics because, one, there's more events. Hmm. And, two, like, some of the events that I'm extraordinarily interested in. Oh, well, because like you're in, you're in, you took track and field in high school. Mm-hmm. I, do tra- I did track and field. Actually, I might still be doing it in college i don't know oh yet. okay so that's have, so that's I, familiar I to you numbers, but i'm not sure yeah oh and then also i did taekwondo for nine years and that's oh yeah I, know. I remember that as well mm-hmm. so and i played volleyball so yeah you know i know about that and then i played i played, which I played soccer they, in yeah, third grade that's the only thing i ever did was i i did t-ball and then i did baseball for a year and then i did soccer for a year and i hate sports not for me but you go girl you yeah, are. I'm not, I'm not as much of a sports nut as I now as I once was because I like at one point I, th- I was doing like I would like was always doing two sports because I was doing volleyball and then basketball and then track and taekwondo on top of that and I like wanted to throw in other things. Yeah, and I remember I that. Older, and I was like, I am tired and I have, <laughs> my body has been sore for the last six years. There has not been a day in my life in which my body has not hurt. Well, because you're growing. When I mean, exercise. like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm growing and I'm constantly exercising. And I was like, I'm, I'm just done. Gonna, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. with track because I love that. But, but like, all the other stuff, like, pass. Yeah. So, Rihanna. Do you listen to Rihanna? Are you, like, a fan? Um, I, if, like, if it's, if it's, like, a big song, I'll listen to it. But I'm not, I don't, I don't go into her deep cuts. Yeah. So, for me, I could take her or leave her. But rumor has it Rihanna is spilling new details about her ninth studio album that's upcoming. It's been... She's been working on it for years. Like, her fan base is getting unruly. Like, they're asking her where it is. She's, like, she's not she's not really telling anybody much about it. So, um, she just did the cover of British Vogue where they asked her about R9, which is rumored to be what she's calling it. Because usually when singers come out with new albums, you use their, their initials and then you put the number of the out. Like, you know, that's just what people do. So, it's supposed to be reggae-inspired, which she actually confirmed in the interview. Um, that would be super cool. Actually. Which, yeah, I, I would look forward to that. I would listen to that. Um, and then as for when it's going to be released, uh, this was her big quote from the interview. I can't say when I'm going to drop. There are no rules. There's no limit. There's just good music. And if I feel it, I'm putting it out. So she's taking her time, but it's been almost five years. And I think that Rihanna, like... She she's really big for a minute and she has new music and then she recedes out of the spotlight and she's totally private. And then like whenever she comes back, she becomes huge. So I think that with this upcoming album, it's going to be really big for her, just like her last album, because she usually has 
she never fails to have like a big hit every few years. So I think for her, you know, waiting those long distances between releases is smart because it generates the hype. So, I mean, if her album is released this year, which it probably will be at this point, um, she's been working on it for so long. Would you listen to it? Like I said, if it's reggae inspired, I'd be interested. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm not like... You're not a a stand. Yeah, I don't like... I'm not like super into reggae. Like I don't listen to it all the time, but I definitely can appreciate it and enjoy it. Yeah, I Um, like it. So if she released something reggae, then I'd totally listen to it and give it a shot and... Yeah, what it was all about. We'll so, get down to know. it. Why not? If it's taken five years to make, I, I mean, it's good, so. it, it needs to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll look out for that. Yeah. Keep us posted, Riri. Moving on to our next story. Rumor has it that as is the trend pretty much nowadays, uh, Justin Bieber is postponing his tour as well. Yes. Um, unfortunately. And somebody else is postponing their tour as well. Cher is. Cher is postponing yes. her tour, which I'm really sad about because I'm going to go see her. Um, and you I was, are. I know I was supposed to see her in May and now that's been postponed to October, but I love Cher. So I'm, I'm excited, but I'm kind of sad. Um, Not for sure. Yeah. Are you going to be even in the no, area? No, no. I'm going to Spokane because um, the tickets were cheaper. So we're like, let's drive to Spokane. Let's go see her there. <laughs> um, but back to Bieber. So what did he say? How did, did he announce it? When did he announce it this week? Yeah. So he dropped. He dropped the news this week, um, and he basically just said that in, his words were, in light of the current public health crisis, and with the deepest concern for all those being affected, he'll be postponing all currently scheduled 2020 dates for the Changes Tour. Which makes um, sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, he wants fans to hold on to their tickets. Okay, um, yeah. As they will be honored as soon as the dates are rescheduled, so they're not, like, refunding them. Which um, is good. I, I like that more because I know for share, my tickets are going to be good. So, like, I would hate to get my money back and then have to, like, find... Repurchase. Yeah, repurchase. Yeah, that's a mess. So, I, I like that, that yeah. he's going to honor them. Yeah, no, for sure. You don't even want to know how much I spent on that show. You don't oh even God, How much want... did you spend? Um, I think it was almost $700 for four tickets. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I save up my money because... I mainly want to use it for food, clothes, and concerts. So maybe a hundred dollars to my name right now. This second. For me, I have like maybe. Well, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you how much I have. I'm going to stay mysterious. Um, I, 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 I'm a saver. I'm not a spender. But like when it comes to a concert, I have no problem like dropping serious cash. Obviously, but we've talked about that before. Like you're very bougie when it comes. I to mean, concerts. like I, if I take it's like over a hundred dollars, like I choke. I'm like, no, oh, I'm like, like this better be somebody I really love. If I don't spend at least $100 on a concert ticket, I know it's not even going to be a good seat. I mean, I will probably... My limit is 200 For you, it's 100 For me, it's like I probably won't spend more than $200. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, I paid for a trip to Las Vegas to see Christina Aguilera. I mean, like, I have no boundaries. I literally... I had to buy airfare, hotel, and I the tickets to the show, and I went and saw her residency, and you were supposed to come with me, just I like Lady Gaga, and you backed out, <laughs> girl. Because I didn't have the money for it, and I, I, didn't, I didn't have a job at the time. I wasn't working. It was so amazing. I had no way to make money. It was amazing. Like that. It was, she, she oh is literally just, ugh, I love her. I bet. The one time I think I spent $100 on a ticket, it was because my ex-best friend and I, he had bought tickets for us to go to see Post Malone, who's my favorite artist. It was his gift 
like a gift to me basically and then that we you were gonna go friends and he made me he wanted me to pay him back for the ticket you didn't though right I, no so okay good so no hang on no i did because what? he was like so i was like no like that was a gift like i'm not paying you i'm not paying you a hundred dollars like i'm not gonna give you money for tickets when it was supposed to be that like, you gave me as a, a gift yeah like that's bs and then he called my mom and my, he was like lexi needs to pay me back he what and then my no mom was like lexi you need to pay him and i was like this is this but is he not, gave it to you as unfair. a gift yeah, it was like, hey, we're best friends. Like, this is my gift to you. Like, we're going to go to this concert together. It's my first concert. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to spend it with you, Lexi. Indian like, giver. And then we stopped being friends and he made me pay him back for it. And I was like, Gosh, damn. So that's cold hearted. I think it's funny now. I gave him the hundred and once. I almost did it in quarters. You did I, not. You I really did petty. Oh my gosh. Quarters. I genuinely you should have. Did. You should have. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is the only way for me to get a hundred dollars in quarters would firstly you have to go to a like, bank or something. That. I think that would be so... well, like in those big sacks, you know. They... Yeah, but that just be. It was just the thing is, is it was too much work. Logistically, it was impossible. But in your dreams, yeah. it would have been a serve. Yeah. So I gave him a hundred dollars in once. And Good for you. I was petty. <laughs> well, yeah. I felt really confident in that moment. I was like, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really killing it. <laughs> Love that. So. On to our story this week about Lady Gaga, which Lady Gaga's not usually in the press unless she's releasing music, but this was a little bit of a controversy. So everyone is kind of mad at her dad right now, Joe Germanata, because he opened a GoFundMe page to ask people to donate money to help pay for his New York restaurant's staff wages, which, I mean, a lot of people are doing GoFundMes and fundraisers and things like that, but... You know, the internet was pretty ruthless in giving him criticism, asking, okay, so you're asking people, the public, to help donate. The The GoFundMe was a, a plea for, I think, $50,000 to help pay for, like I said, um, employee payroll and other expenses for up to two weeks, which is what the page said. But everyone was like, why aren't you asking your superstar daughter to help pay like, if you need money, like, she's worth millions of dollars. Why are you asking the public through a GoFundMe? So he got some yeah. backlash for that and took the page down. But I guess he didn't tell his wife, which is Lady Gaga's mom. Her name is Cynthia. And he didn't tell Gaga. So Lady Gaga was reportedly stunned when she heard about the news. Um, and actually, an inside source was quoted saying to page six... She had no idea he was doing that, and the idea would have been shot down before he even finished bringing it up. And the worst part is, it was her birthday when all the controversy came up about his GoFundMe page, um, which is what a source told Page Six. And then they went on to say, neither she or her mom, Cynthia, would have ever let that happen. It was him acting on his own, unfortunately, really bad impulse. So, like I said, he took it down, um, I think, within a day or so later. Um, and then the source continued, it was a stupid, embarrassing mistake. He saw other people getting into the spirit of giving and generosity and somehow thought that applied here. Uh, it had more to do with the spirit than a belief he needed or deserved financial help to pass on to his employees. He was acting on impulse. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that he definitely should have reached out to Gaga and said, Hey, you know, if he's, if he has, if he's needing help and he, he needs financial help, then Ask your daughter and say, hey, I need $50,000 to cover my staff wages while they're out of work. 
so that they don't go on unemployment, which is great because that's amazing. He's providing payment, you know, which a lot of businesses aren't. A lot of people are having to go on unemployment, you know, but he's saying, you know, I want to keep paying you. I want to give you your salaries. You know, why wouldn't he just ask his daughter for the help? Why would he open a GoFundMe page? On the one hand, though, I can kind of understand why he didn't because it's like, embarrassing one, he's well yeah it's like you're the parent like you're, you're supposed to be the one when your kids are out of money that you run to they run to your their to mommy or daddy and go hey i need money like i, I i'm in a tight spot right now can you help me out and then the parents go yes honey we have we can help you out a little bit we or, can no, support honey, you sorry, yeah can't. yeah um it's like it's kind of it it's degrading like a dig at his pride yeah and like he's i feel like he would feel like he's failing to be like as not only as a parent but also as a business owner to be like hey daughter superstar daughter i need some money out? yeah like, you know can you help me like even though he's doing it for a good thing i can understand why he wouldn't want to yeah that makes that. sense and also if he's seeing other people doing gofundme pages and people donating then like i feel like it wouldn't here's the thing i feel like the only reason he got backlash is because his daughter is rich and famous exactly if, if he, he if hadn't wasn't in the yeah picture, yeah if, if she yeah exactly everyone would be like oh yeah here's money like it was so sweet like oh that's so cool but just because his daughter happens to be lady gaga then people are judging him for it you know well people are bringing up the point of you know she has a net worth of almost 300 million dollars so I think what he's got to have the funds. Exactly. So I think what he's doing is really commendable because he wants to keep his staff afloat in their personal financial lives. I actually appreciate that he's trying to do it independently instead of just relying on God's money. True. I I think though that I, I, I commend what he's doing and wanting to do it himself. And, but at the same time it would be, I don't know. I go back and forth with it because what he's doing isn't bad it just might be in poor taste because you have a daughter that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and you're asking other people to pay for your employees wages. So why aren't you just turning to your daughter who $50,000 to her is nothing? You know, why, why are you trying to take it outside of the family? It's because he's probably living a comfortable life. He has businesses. He's a, you know, he has two restaurants um, you know, he like like you said, he's a business owner. His daughter is Lady Gaga, so I don't know if, if she helps financially support them. Um, but she's obviously not letting them go cold. You know, they're they're yeah. they probably live a comfortable life. They're probably not worth the same amount of money as she is because you know they're her parents. But mm-hmm. I just feel like you know families should help each other, you know, and share money when they have it. And sure. I I think probably he was just embarrassed to say you know hey honey i mean asking someone for fifty thousand dollars is quite the request but knowing knowing gaga she would have done it in a split second um i mm, i don't know I, i just think it's a little embarrassing for her because he didn't tell her and so she found out the way that we did through the internet which yeah and same with his wife like yeah yeah you know i'm sure they were both just like oh my god like what well, why, why are you doing this? hopefully now that the pay, the GoFundMe page has been taken down, like I said, hopefully now, you know, she's like, Dad, I got it. I got it covered. And she probably she probably does now. So yeah, um, sure. it's not really that big of a deal. It's just kind of um, people are ta- – it's like an etiquette, like a taboo thing. Like, you know, you're asking other people, strangers, 
to pay for your business when you have a millionaire daughter, which I understand that, but I understand his perspective that you kind of talked about. Yeah, definitely. Well, moving right along, rumor has it that apparently, I don't know if any of our listeners watch The Office. I'm not a devout listener. I am. I, 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 or devout listener, devout watcher. <laughs> I, I have seen every episode of every season probably two or three times over. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm a stan. I, here's the thing. It's always playing in the break room at work. I love The Office. Ugh. Yeah. So every time like I'm on break, it's probably playing. Um, and I, you know, like it's fun. Like there's definitely some fun episodes, but I can't make myself like sit down and just really? watch it. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't. Do you have Netflix? Get, yeah. I have Netflix. Literally. I just, I just don't get engaged with it. It's enough. so calming and like, and you get to know these people and like their daily lives and it's so normal and real. It's it's like almost comforting to watch. You would love it. You like quarantine, you need to sit down Everyone and watch it. Everybody tells me that. Everybody tells me that, but I every time that I've tried to like by myself sit down and get into it, I just can't. Like if it's playing in the background or whatever, then I'm like, "Oh, this is fantastic." You need to I, try it. You need to try. I'll try again. I'll try again. Yes. But anyway, to the actual story. Oh yeah, more like apparently babbling away. <laughs> in according to John Krasinski, who I love. Yes. Um, apparently, in the final season of The Office, Jim and Pan were originally supposed to get divorced. Shocking. Which, even though I'm not the most devout fan, I do know that Jim and Pan are basically the epitome of what love should be. I mean, they're sitcoms' most beloved couple. Come on. Yeah. So literally, the idea that they that that was even considered. Well, and it was actually John Krasinski's idea that he brought to the creator because he wanted, you know, at the, towards the end of the show, you know, after they had dated, they had gotten married on the show, you know, they had kids, they went through like a little rough patch in their relationship like normal marriages do. And they definitely portrayed that really well on the show. And then they kind of got back on track with their relationship. But I, I, I feel like, you know, he said it was, you know, something to change it up and a little twist and to make it more realistic. But... You know, the final season, like, I, I think that would have just been a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go through with it, because I feel like that would have broken the internet. It would have <laughs> you know, been like, horrible. everybody's always like, be the gym to my Pam, or be the Pam to my gym, and like, it's like, you know, like, I just want to find my, I just want to find my gym, or whatever. Yeah, it would have just been horrible. Like, it would have just, it would have been the end of the world, a little bit. And I think <laughs> one of the writers commented on it in an audiobook. Do you have that quote of what he said? Yeah, so John originally said, um, his quote was, my whole pitch to Greg Daniels... Um, Who's the creator of the done, show? Yeah, was that we've done so much with Jim and Pam, and now, after marriage and kids, there's a bit of a lull there, I think, for them about what they wanted to do. For me, it was, can you have this perfect relationship go through a split and keep it the same? Which, of course, you can't. And I said to Greg Daniels, it would be really interesting to see how that split will affect two people you know so well. Um, and so then Forrester, who's the writer, Brett Forrester... Uh, he said Greg really wanted to do something extremely risky and high stakes, which was that the documentary airs and we see what effect it has on these characters. And there was going to be a reunion episode where you see that Jim and Pam have split up by this time and they will have their reunion in the reunion episode. Yeah, so, which is kind of tough to swallow because, I mean, Jim and Pam are iconic. I can't imagine yeah, them sure. not being together. Um, no, absolutely. It just totally would have changed everything for that last episode because the last episode of the series or one of them was 
the reunion episode that they did um, after the documentary aired. And to imagine that being kind of, I mean, Jim and Pam's divorce being thrown in that episode would have just been like a, ew, like, why? Yeah, it, it would have just been absolutely crazy. Definitely. So on to some YouTube news, which I am not personally super excited about. Um, beauty guru James Charles uh, has recently announced that he is launching his own beauty competition series um, as a part of the YouTube Originals shows that they do. Um, it's going to be free for everyone to stream, and it will begin streaming on April 24th. So basically, it's going to be about a bunch of makeup artists coming together. He's going to be like the judge and they're going to all compete. I don't really know what they're competing for, if it's a cash prize or like a collaboration with him, but it's like a beauty competition series. Now, uh, I'm not going to watch. Really, actually really cool. Really? You would so, watch? Yeah. I would. I think I'd watch it for a few reasons. One, makeup is art. Yeah, and you, true. And you know what? You can't argue that it isn't. There's, you just literally can't. Like, you can try. It'll just flop, right? <laughs> makeup is an art form 100% it's also a skill it's kind of like I think what he's doing is is probably like the the makeup cosmetic version of Project Runway yeah yeah and it's it's incredible to see what people can do with makeup you can change somebody's face structure like their bone structure what it looks like like you can true it's incredible I personally am not the best with makeup. I wish I was better. So I feel like on one aspect, it'd be cool to see. Second thing, there's always drama in the beauty industry. Always drama. So you know it's going to be entertaining. Um, So you get the art aspect. You get the drama. Yeah. And also, James, like... I hate James Charles. I don't hate him. I I hate him. He's had his moments. He's had his good moments, and he's had his bad moments. And there's things I like about him, and there's things I don't like about him. But at the end of the day... He's a, he's a he human knows, being. He's a human being for one thing, and then he also he knows how to do makeup, and he knows how to be a person, a personality. And I think he would be very entertaining and fun to watch. So for me, there are few people that I actually really dislike and or hate. Um, I think that James Charles is like a leech of this world, like. I, I, oh my God, those are strong those are words. words. I know. I just feel like he is really fake and all that stuff came out about him being a predator of straight guys. And, yeah, and that was I mean, I just feel like he, he craves attention and he craves that controversy and he's built his brand. That's what all internet person, but, all internet personalities are the way. And that's the only way you survive in the industry though. Yes. But you know? I feel like with him, it's just so um, icky, like like the way that he um, the the way that he has his fame, like I someone could argue, you know, I'm a fan of Trisha Paytas, and the way that she obviously has a lot of her fame is from being a troll, controversial, doing outlandish things for attention. But I feel like she has a good heart. With him, I think that he is greedy. I think that he is very superficial. I think that really no one knows who he truly is. Um, because I think he uses his character on YouTube and I just, I, there's just some vibe or something. I just don't, I, ugh, it just, I, I, I obviously I'm not a fan of James Charles. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be streaming for free, which obviously that was a smart move. Cause I don't know who would pay to watch that. 
Um, probably devout fans would, but I think it's smart making it free just because then anyone could, you know, check it out or whatever. Um, it's called Instant Influencer. And like I said, it'll start streaming on the 24th of this month. Um, I'm, you probably will give it a try. I totally turned off to it. it Yeah. You can let us all know. I think think there's definitely an aspect of what you said that is completely fair and true. I think that, you know, there's just some people that are on the internet that are snakes. And I think that he's a little bit of a, of a, a worm. Sorry. That's my opinion. (laughs) And that's, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to like necessarily agree with you. I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you. I think there are points. There are points that I make that are valid and I'm going to leave it there. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would agree. You don't have that strong of an opinion. Yeah. I don't have this. I don't necessarily have as strongly of a feeling about it as you do. Like obviously with him being predatorial, I think that's disgusting and inappropriate and I will never, I will never be able to truly love somebody who behaves in that way. But by the same token, I also know that if people genuinely, truly change and apologize for their mistakes and make it right and never do it again, then I'm willing to give people a second chance. Although I will never, I, I, don't, I won't necessarily 100% forgive them, but I, mean, I, can, I can, I can, you can move on. I can move on, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, and for me watching Trisha you know, she's done crazy things that I don't agree with, or it's like, girl, you know, but at the, at the same time, you know, I, I watch her because I like her and it doesn't mean that I like her controversy or some of the things that she does, but I like her as a person. I think the difference for me with James Charles is he has that controversy and those sometimes public issues, but I don't like him as a person. And so that just seals it for me. Um, but I'm sure that he's really relatable to a lot of people. Um, he's really successful in his area. Um, what do you think of, um, Trisha's video in which Oh, she, she says she has DID. Mm-hmm. I think that she's being a troll, um, which she's known for. Um, I think that she probably does have mental health issues, obviously. Um, and maybe she, I just feel like this is a really like... You know, this isn't going online saying you have anxiety or, you know, you go to therapy. This is like a serious mental disorder that you're that you're claiming without any medical professional actually confirming it. Um, I think that part of it is probably mental health issues that she has. And I think part of it is her. It's classic Trish. You know, she's kind of a troll. She's very attention craving. Um, but I like her because I, I feel like she is relatively deep down inside a good, harmless person. She doesn't want to hurt people. And I feel like James is a little bit more vindictive. Um, and I think a lot of people who are in the makeup industry are very, um, out for self because it's a competitive industry. And I think mm-hmm. that industry teaches you, obviously we've seen it with Jeffree Star too, to be very... Um, Attack first. Yes. And I think that Trisha is... Um, I, I think Trisha's harmless with what she does. I think she's going a little bit too far with this one though, with this troll moment. I, that's that's yeah, what I definitely. think. What do you think? Oh, I 100% agree. Because I, um, I do follow some YouTubers that um, 
actually genuinely have disassociative identity disorder and they make videos kind of explaining like what that disorder is what it looks like how you get diagnosed like how it affects your life and they were basically saying because I don't personally have it so I can't like speak on it speak on it but what they were saying the common theme that I saw among the youtubers that I watch the people that I see that have it is they were saying that it was a very gross misrepresentation of what DID looks like it was spreading misinformation about the disorder and a lot of them felt like we've been working for years to to normalize to help people understand you know, what this disorder looks like and how it affects us. And then to have somebody who's famous come on and claim that they have it and spread information that's not true, it's not backed by a medical professional, whatever. Um, They said, I feel, they were basically saying it feels like she's undone the work that we have spent years, you know, trying to achieve, you know. I would say that it's definitely disrespectful. But you know what? I don't want to... I don't want to sit here and be like, well, she's totally disgusting for doing that. And what an act of disrespect and never again will she be like, I can't even think about her. She's like, I feel like with her, she has really good moments and really bad moments. And for her, for Trisha specifically, I, I can't, I can't like, I can't like disown her, disregard her. I think that she really has mental health struggles as she's been open about and i think she has something for sure and i and maybe she's trying to put a label on it because she doesn't know what it is maybe she's like maybe she does hear voices or maybe she's scared of some of her mental health issues and it's helping her to put a label on it even if it's a false label that she's spreading total misinformation with and that she totally doesn't have you know i don't want to disregard her you know for having a troll moment and for doing this as bad as it is Because I feel like, you know, if someone were to really sit down with her and say, this is really what DID is, I don't think you have it, you know, you're really undoing the work that our community's done, she would be just so like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I had no idea, like, I didn't intentionally want to do this to hurt anybody, or like, I feel like she has good intentions with what she does. You know what? To use a quote from Leanne Locken, the Queen of Dallas... I do bad things, but I am not a bad person. And that for me sums up Trisha. Um, so that's where I stand on that. Um, but I definitely do agree with what you've said. And I think that she is spreading misinformation. And if she thinks she has this, you know, stop putting it on the internet, go to a doctor, get a diagnosis, and then come back to YouTube is yeah. my advice Especially to her. Especially because, like, the thing is, is that having DID that's a disorder that can really seriously impact your life in a negative way. It can impact your life in a positive way for sure, but it can, it generally like, is a negative. You're, it's an, it's, a, well, it's, it's very scary and it feels very out of control for people who have it because by their own words, like you just literally check out and come back and somebody else has been living your life and your body and saying and doing things that you did not agree to or know of. Which is horrifying or, to think about. Yeah. What, what am I doing? Where, where, how did I get here? What did I say? What did I do? Like, that's a terrifying place to be. And so then to just kind of willy nilly be like, well, I hear voices, so I think I have it. It's like, you know, no, yeah. those are not, those are not the same thing. They don't equate. Yeah. So if you're interested well, in James Charles' new show, 
then it premieres on April 24th on YouTube. It's free for everybody. Um, you will probably check that out and you can report back to me. Um, but it is time for our reality check, our weekly reality TV news roundup. And I think we all need a reality check. Sit back and relax and watch some mindless reality TV, I think is the best medicine for what we're going through. So, well, for me anyway, for you, it's probably, like you said, reading. For me, it's reality TV. Yeah. So Andy Cohen was recently diagnosed with coronavirus, which I think that we talked about. Um, He's feeling better though. Yeah, he is. He's doing better. Thank God. Thank God. Um, And he is starting now Watch What Happens Live at Home, where like a lot of um, TV hosts are doing broadcasts from their house and having guests through Skype, which is great. Um, And also this week, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 10 intro looks, um, that came out. So have you seen their looks, the all white kind of theme? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of classy for the 10th season. I'm really excited for this new season. And I told you before, I'm going to force you to watch it with me. So (laughs) anyone interested, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 10 premieres on Bravo on April 15th, right around the corner. I think around what, two weeks from now or so. So it's coming up. I'll be able to watch the first couple weeks with you though, because. Oh yeah, um, because we're in quarantine. quarantine. We can do it like virtually. We can do it virtually. Yeah, we'll watch it virtually. Um... So onto another reality check story I was really eager to address on our show is Nene Leakes from Real Housewives of Atlanta recently was on a podcast and she was asked about different former housewives of the show. And Kim Zolciak Bierman was brought up. And Kim is one of my all-time favorite Bravo celebrities. I, I won't say housewife because she was a housewife but she has her own spinoff now called Don't Be Tardy, which a lot of people listening know because she's very hated on the internet. Her family's very hated, which is unfortunate. Um, they're seen as inauthentic and genuine, fake. I personally really like them. Um, but I'm kind of in the minority, you always, you which makes always, me sad. Like, you are always in the minority. Everybody yes, I know. Like I'm the underdog. Everybody, everyone who the internet hates. I love. love. Yep. I, I will like, never go with. Person yes. I will I will always always go against the grain um but I love Kim I love her family um anyway aside from that uh Nini was asked you know who would you bring back who would you want to come back on the show and she actually said I would bring back Kim Zolciak now Nini and Kim have had a really messy history uh right from the Kim is an OG um she was on right at the beginning with Nini and they have always gone back and forth in their friendship um, they would be really good friends at one time and then the worst of enemies at another. So they've never really settled. They've always either been friends or foes, like with serious extremes. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess they're in a better place right now. And Nini said that she would bring Kim back because she's an OG. And the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast currently is, quote, um, they have issues with OGs, according to Nini. And Nini is the only, I think, yeah, she's the only OG left on the show. And the cast has issues with OGs because she feels like if Kim were to come back, um, Kim would get a little bit more respect probably because she's an OG, just like Nini is. And the other girls might get jealous of that. So for that reason, Nini says that she would want Kim to come back because they're in a better place. You know, Kim doesn't back down. She stirs it up. She makes great TV. 
um, but that the, that her co-stars probably wouldn't want her to come back simply because she is an OG and she would probably take some of that limelight. Um, personally, I would really like to see Kim come back. Um, last time she was on the show was two seasons ago when she was a friend. Um, and she basically has drama with anyone and everyone. So she, to me, is like textbook amazing housewife. Um, I would really like to see her come back. I think the chances are slim because she said after she left season 10, when she had a reduced role, she said that she would never come back because it was just so, it was a terrible experience for her because she, she had lots of different feuds and, um, she really fought with Kenya Moore, who is still on the show. Um, and it just got really vicious at one point. So she said, you know what? I'm done. I'll never be back. Um, I don't know. I think that if they offered her a big enough check, I think she'd come back. Um, I would like to see it happen. I know a lot of viewers would not. Um, again, again, I'm in the minority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm in the minority, but Hey, um, I love Kim Zolciak. I would love to see her come back. Um, and we'll see what the future holds. So moving on from Atlanta to New York, um, we have some real housewives of New York drama. So Luanda Lesseps, uh, Countess Luann, um, she is coming under fire um, by a former assistant who is trashing her on Instagram, saying that, well, she she's had issues with sobriety. Um, one of her storylines, I think last season of the show, which I don't watch New York, um, I tried to get into it recently because I have really nothing to do. And I just don't, I don't like the people. Um, but anyway, so last season, her storyline was a lot about going to rehab and becoming sober. And her ex-assistant is all over Instagram on his account, you know, saying that she makes a mockery of sobriety. Um, Instead of calling her Countess Luann, he calls her Countess Fraud. That um, she does music. She's really pulling it out. Yeah, really pulling it out. But she's one of the housewives that does music. And he said that she didn't know any of the lyrics to one of her songs at one of her music video shoots that if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have a wardrobe. She wouldn't have the jewelry. Literally he posted a video. He was being super petty. Um, I think his name is Danny something, Danny Marin or something. And he posted a video of her on his account, which is still up and it's him off scene off camera while she's shooting one of her music videos, yelling at her, the lyrics so that she would remember them. Cause she didn't even know the lyrics. Um, she was hinting that's that really embarrassing, I know that's, isn't that embarrassing? Um, yeah. he was hinting that she's never really been sober, even if she's claimed it, um, that she was Ooh. terrible behavior, like inappropriate behavior as a boss really didn't get into specifics, but he said that the reason he's able to kind of spill all this on the internet is because he never signed an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Um, but yeah. he, he doesn't really get into specifics. He just said there was a lot of inappropriate and unprofessional behavior. Um, so I want to know your take on this. How do you feel about him kind of trashing his ex-boss on social media? Because I, I like Luann for the record. I don't like the franchise, but she's someone that I do like. So what do you think about all this drama? Well, on the one hand, this is why you signed a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, I can't believe thing. that she didn't have him sign um, one. I think, well, she probably trusted him a lot, or it just never crossed her mind, but... Maybe. Um, I feel like, okay, on the one hand, people who struggle with sobriety, I never judge them for their... for using. I never judge people for that, because um, usually... Well, there's a lot of reasons why people 
become addicts. Um, sometimes it's just genetically, you're just predisposed to having an addictive personality and you pick up the wrong thing one day and then that's just how it is. Sometimes people have mental health issues and they're attempting to self-medicate. Um, sometimes for people, that's the only way that they know how to cope. Sometimes for people, that's the only way that they know how to have fun. Like there's lots of reasons why people use and I don't condone it obviously, but I also feel for them and yeah. I don't, I don't judge because I know that it's a very it's a personal hard, thing. dark place to be. So I would never, I don't hold that against her. However, if she's coming, we don't know what she did, so this is kind of only really yeah. speculation. If she's coming into work kind of, you know, on something and then acting inappropriately, or even if she's just sober and acting inappropriately, we don't know exactly what she did. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't really, he didn't get into details, which, yeah. yeah. But that, you know, we don't know what she did, so can't really say that. You know, obviously you hope that somebody would act professionally, but if they're not, hopefully, you know, he said something to her. Or somebody said something to her, and if she just was like, no, like, I'm just going to do what I want, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like that, you know? Yeah. If no one says anything and she just doesn't know, then, you know, yeah. well, she, well, grace can be spared there. But. True. She obviously I, knows because she has been to rehab. Um, this has been a major storyline for her on the show, which one of the things he did say was, you know, sobriety isn't a storyline. Going to rehab isn't a storyline for a reality TV show. You know, it's real life. Um, yeah, and he actually that's said, that shouldn't be in the public eye because uh, yeah. you can't, you can't truly heal when other people are watching you. And the reason is because you feel like, oh, well, this is a story. I have to go into this season struggling because I genuinely am. And I, by the end of the season, I have to be healed. I have to be okay. I have to be just fine. I have to be sober. Yeah. I have to be clean. I have to be all these things. And that's just not necessarily realistic for people because what people don't understand is that healing takes time oh yeah, one thing, yeah, yeah. everybody's timeline is different and it not it won't necessarily fit into a perfect x amount of episodes yeah and also i think that on him like exposing her on the one hand i understand because he's angry and upset and we don't know to the, ex- the extent to which he's been mistreated or how he However, did he quit is he fired is he bitter is he yeah is he taking like vengeance out on her we don't know on his part yeah to be putting her on blast i feel like it would be because having everybody hate her like does that achieve a goal to an extent sure but that's not helping if you really care about her being sober you wouldn't give her a reason to drink well and he he actually called her to apologize to the viewers for making that her storyline because it makes it seem so minuscule like oh you know this season i'm struggling you know and it is real life it is their real lives but to make that you know a, a center storyline on one hand is honest on the other hand is is opportunist um yeah. but you know another thing is this maybe makes him unhirable because now who's going to hire him as an assistant seeing his behavior now exactly. of exposing his like, previous employer that was unprofessional. If he had issues and she did things that are like not okay, really, really bad, then that's something that you take up with a higher up. You know, you can, you can file a lawsuit if you really feel like it's necessary. Um, you can just quit and then agree never to work there again and True. send in something to HR and be like, this is completely inappropriate. There needs to be, you know, action appropriately taken. That would be professional, but to put somebody on complete blast, like, I think that's more unprofessional than, well, okay, we don't know, but. We, yeah, we don't really know what went we down what between did, them. We know it ended badly, though. Yeah. There's a possibility that his retaliation is more unprofessional than what she did. 
So The Real Housewives of New York season 12 airs every Thursday on Bravo. Uh, the season premiere was actually last night and I didn't watch it because I I don't know. Like I said, New York isn't my franchise. Um, but we'll keep you updated on this Luann drama. Um, but moving on to the chart check, after 11 weeks at the top of the charts at number one, the box by Roddy Rich has been dethroned by none other than The Weeknd with Blinding Lights. Personally, I think it's a great song. I haven't I heard his song. new album. Is it good? I like it a lot, but I also like The Weeknd, and I like his vibe and his kind of... Yeah, he's know, cool. So I think it's fun. So, I like it. So, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd is at number one, and then The Box by Roddy Rich is at number two. Um, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa is at number three, a TikTok song, which we'll get to. Number four is Heartless by The Weeknd. So which is that? Got two, he's got two yeah, songs, that's... and that's so skyrocketed. That's really doing well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that heartless. I think heartless was actually number one, and then it, it went down into the top twenty. And then the minute blinding lights hit number one, heartless went back into the top five. So he's really doing well. He's doing great. Um. So then number five, circles by Post Malone. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but every time we talk about circles by Post Malone, yeah, but, um, yeah. Then, same reaction. Life is Good, feature featuring Drake. Seven, Adore You by Harry Styles. I which I personally really like that song. Eh, I think it's great. Pass. Eight, Intentions, Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. Nine, Say So by Doja Cat, which is also another TikTok song. Yeah. And then ten, Roxanne by Arizona's Boss. So TikTok is really controlling. There's a pattern the, here. Yeah, because the thing is, there's a dance trend for Blinding Lights by the weekend. Really? There was a... That's the new. The Box by Roddy Rich was a really popular sound for a while. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa is still a popular sound on TikTok. Say So is still, or was big. It's not quite yeah, big now yeah. as but it's still very much used. And then Roxanne was, but it's, you know, dead on TikTok now. But literally, like, half the songs on the charts. I mean, is this, is this our new reality? Like, is tic- whatever <laughs> becomes popular on TikTok, is that automatically going to do well in the charts? Like, is TikTok now the secret, like like puppet master of the music industry like what are we doing here people i think so for sure because the thing is is like i mean i don't know so i think that there's definitely a level of control that tiktok currently has over the music industry so which i just i you know i like the funny ones i down I, i think we talked about a few weeks ago i downloaded it i still haven't made an account but i like to watch like the the funny ones the like the humorous ones but watching some of the top influencers um on TikTok, do their little dances and routines. I just am in awe of how they have 30 million, 40 million followers because what they're doing requires minimal talent. Like I'm looking at these people who have millions of followers on TikTok, on Instagram, you know, they've shot up into, you know, social media influencer status for doing these little dance routines on an app. And I just don't understand because these people becoming famous from this, like, what is their talent? Like, like what's their, how, how are they going to stay famous? Like, I just think they that it's stay famous, but unless they're creative enough to like, to reinvent themselves. Out. The, the, the content that I personally love to see on when I, on my page is people doing either stuff with acting um, yeah, like, like with acting yeah. and makeup where they're mm-hmm. doing like effects, which I think is super cool. I appreciate the dancing because I will admit I've tried to do some of the dances and I cannot. I'm a terrible dancer. I at least that's how I feel. But <laughs> yes, we'll get back 
after the charge check. So time for um, the Billboard 200. <laughs> time for the Billboard 200. Um, number one album, no surprise here, is After Hours by The Weeknd, which actually there was a quote about it. Really? That I wanted to read briefly. Oh. Um, it's his own quote about his album. It's basically how he described it. Um, it's called After Hours. And his quote said, uh, you can find love, fear, friends, enemies, violence, dancing, sex, demons, angels, loneliness, and togetherness all in the after hours of the night. Oh, I like that. It was a really, I thought it was a really good quote. I was like, ooh, he just hit that. So I really like that. So, okay. And number two is, I still don't know how to say it. Eternal. Eternal eight. Hey, I I don't know. We still haven't figured it out. I just don't listen to Lil Uzi Vert. I don't either. I'm sorry. I just genuinely haven't really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Best time trying to find out, but he's at number two. Um, number three, my turn by Lil Baby. Still Uh, there. Number four, Y H L Q M D L G by Bad Bunny. Um, at number five, I personally like Conan Gray. His album has debuted. I don't know who that is. If I sent you a song, I feel like you would not like him. No, probably not. To be honest, he's got, yeah, he's got a very kind of airy voice, so I like him. So Kid Crow has debuted at number five with Conan Gray. So go Conan, we love it. Number six has, is uh, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial by Roddy Rich. So even though his song, The Box, went down, his album stayed stagnant. So Hmm. it's at number six the same. Uh, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone actually went up to number seven. Mm -hmm. And then Chilombo is at number eight. And who's and that by? Janae Aiko or something? Yeah. I think. And then number nine is The Best of Kenny Rogers Through the Years by Kenny Rogers. That debuted at number nine. Um, and then the Frozen soundtrack. Is that Frozen still at number 10? The same at number 10. And what? then Changes by Justin Bieber has dropped off the charts now to number 11. It was Shucks. at number nine last week. I'm so oh. upset about that. Mm-hmm. Not. I'm actually surprised because Childish Gambino released an album. Really? Uh, when? Fifteen Twenty. Uh, that's the name of the album. It's just came out. It's his first week out, but it's uh, it's it debuted at number thirteen. Really? Listen to it. He's myself. really popular. I feel like but it would yeah, be in the top five. Popular, so I would have expected that he would have jumped up a little higher. All right. Well, I think that's everything cycling through the rumor mill this week. The still quarantined rumor mill because we are still quarantined. Um, everyone, please remember to wash your hands. Stay inside. Your health is your wealth. Yes, don't Don't, hoard the toilet paper, people. Yes. Don't mask by. It's really selfish, to be honest. But we don't need to hoard things. We're not we don't need to all turn into doomsday preppers. But at the same time, remember, like I said, your health is your wealth. Wash your hands, stay healthy, because health is wealth, people. So drink lots of water. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that was our little our little spiel. Uh, but you can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mill. You can follow us on Twitter at TRM Updates. You can follow us on YouTube at The Rumor Mill. And you can listen to our podcast on all streaming platforms. And if you're listening, then you probably know how to get to us. So thank you for <laughs> listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.